Hello, everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Wine Time with Peggy show. You know what? It's the best way to start a month is with wine with Peggy. Um, and we can't wait because we are going to see Peggy soon. Peggy and her husband, Kurt, run and own LDV Winery in Arizona. Um, their vineyard itself is in the Chiricahua foothills um, out in southeast Arizona. So a little southeast of Tucson, a little southwest of New Mexico, and in a beautiful area that we love. And then their tasting room is up in Scottsdale, Arizona. So you can go to ldvwinery.com. Today, we're going to talk about desserts and wine because the fall season is here. Thanksgiving and holidays are coming. We're going to talk about how their harvest was. And we're going to talk about the term settling. And um, Peggy, my first thing is, can I tell you what settling is to me? What? What is it? Sitting down with a glass of wine. <laughs> a really yes. good bottle, though. Not just the glass. Settling, and maybe some music, maybe some dessert would be settling. Um, yeah. yeah, some nice music, um, maybe some nice scenery, a dog or a cat, some friends. That would be settling when you can settle down in the chair, the couch, whatever, cozy, no shoes. <laughs> is that settling? Well, I like that definition of settling. It is, uh, that's the perfect way to enjoy wine is when you're settling down for a great evening with friends or just by yourself and your thoughts. That's perfectly. That's not what it means in the wine business or in winemaking. <laughs> well, it's similar. It's kind of letting the wine, the grapes um, settle down be it, after the fermentation process. So or uh, the period um, after pressing um, or fermentation is completed, when you let the wine just ah settle down, and uh, because you know it, that when you harvest the grapes and you get it through fermentation and then you press them, a lot is happening to it. Mm. You know they're really um, put through a lot, and so you want to let gravity basically pull the solids out of the the um, wine, and it settles to the bottom of the tank. Um, so it's it's pretty much the first clarification pro- in the process of clarifying the wine, the first step to f- beginning to finish that wine mm. um, after it is um, pressed. And um, but it, and you can do, you settle down white as well as red grapes. Um, so just based, and how long you do it, it it's, it's based on the character of the, the wine that you're making or the, the type of grapes and what you want to make with that wine. Um, hmm. or, yeah, you know, as you know, you love our petite Syrah. And because See, but that was what came as soon as I heard the word settling, I'm like, I want the petite Syrah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to settle down with a petite Syrah. Well, because of that, we've talked in the past about the, the those grapes are really tiny. So they have a high skin to pulp ratio right mm-hmm. because they're so small and there's a lot of solids in the juice when after fermentation and so on so um you know 
depending on how much character you want in that wine, you leave it in contact with those skins and juice. Of course, that creates the darker color of the of the wine, but it also increases the tannin level, um, how long you keep it in contact with it. But, um, you know, some wineries filter, use mm-hmm. an actual paper filter and send the wine through a filter to get those solids out. And, of course, you know, we don't do that. We let it oh, wow. uh, happen naturally with gravity. Um, so, yeah, that's settling. Gravity is happening to me, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know it, right? As you continue to settle as we well, age. <laughs> you know, I want to talk to you about bitsies. I call them bitsies, right? Um, right. You, you talk about right. the bitsies at the end. Okay, so a follow-up from last. And by the way, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad <laughs> to be here. I got all excited about settling, and I'm all jumpy in my seat, but I actually just want to <laughs> chill out on the couch with wine. Um, you were talking about Grenache the last time. Right. Okay. And then yeah. you said there's the one that comes from Spain and they had a different term. And I said, um, I think we have a bottle of it. Grenache? Where we were. Grenache. Grenache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking it up right now because it just dawned on me. I need to do a follow up with you on this wine because Nancy and I had that wine that day and I took a photo of the bottle and I'm going to send it to you. Fabulous. It was called Garnacha. Yep. It was Tres Picos from Borsao or something. Some, something you'll understand more than me. Um, but anyway, Three Peaks. It's Three Peaks wine. Okay. And it was a 2001. Wow. Okay. An older wine. Yeah. And that's why I photographed it. I thought, dude, Peggy would be impressed with this. And then Nancy and I are going, that's pretty aged, right? Right. Right. So and now I have questions. And I should have prepared you, but I just... So you were talking about paper filters. Well, here's right. what happened. I got excited. Nancy got excited after our conversation with you going, we've got this wine. Let's have this wine tonight. Right. And of course, we're on Eastern time when we were doing this. So otherwise you would have got a call in the, you know, <laughs> too late. but anyway, open, go to open the wine corked. The cork crumbles. No matter what okay. I did, I'm not getting the cork out. So okay. eventually... You know, the cork goes down. So what does Lisa, and I want to know what to do with this, if you have any tips on this, but I've right. used screwdrivers and, and, um, you know, you can put a screwdriver and pliers before, but this right. was a little too late. I didn't get all my tools. Right. Well, come to the rescue coffee filters, which right, you've right, done right, before. Right. And I sat there pouring wine through coffee filters. Yeah. But the color of this, was really interesting. It was almost like a brownish, reddish. Tawny. Yes, that's the word. I Uh knew you'd know. And we're sitting there going, okay, is it okay to drink? And so the beginning, we let it breathe. I have to tell you, it was pretty darn good. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, as a a wine will age, obviously the cork got dried out. So it was probably, it was good that you drank that wine because it was on its Probably way out. (laughs) I had a funny feeling because at the beginning, I was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, we're like, yeah, we like this. It's okay. It took a while. Right. With those kind of corks, what I do is push it in. And that, you know, instead of trying That's to keep Nancy getting said. it out. Nancy said, oh, just push it in. Get push on it in. It. Yeah, just push it in. And then, like you said, you put you sent it through a filter. And that's perfectly fine. It'll get all the little sediment and any cork that might have splintered off out of that. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'm glad you let it uh, breathe a little bit 
before you aged it. Yeah, it needed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or as wines age, they will get a tawny kind of color to them, particularly a Grenache or a Grenache um, Pinot Noir uh, will Mm. change in color. It might even be a little cloudy. I don't know if you had any cloudiness in the wine as, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you liked it, great. I, it wasn't off. Good. You know what I mean? Like you I would have tell, known. You yeah, would have known. You know, you know when it's off in the beginning. It, I, I, I took a sip and I was like, it needs to breathe. Yeah. And so we let it out. We, I mean, it was in glasses and we just let it there because I had to take all the floaters out. So this is interesting because I just wanted to follow up on our last conversation about Grenache, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how long we could keep wine for. <laughs> well, in a Grenache, and you don't, it's, it's hit or miss, but that was in the bottle at least 13 years. So, yeah. um, you know, that's for a, a medium bodied red. That's quite a, quite a while. So I'm glad mm. you enjoyed it. That's awesome. <laughs> Aren't you glad you didn't get the midnight phone call? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would have accepted it. <laughs> and she, she would have been, I'm like, Peggy, I'm pouring wine through a, a coffee filter. That's okay. <laughs> That's We've it. done it. We've done it too. So no worries. You're all good. At least I didn't put ice in it. All right. Right. So, there right. you go. All right. So um, settling. We learned about settling today and um, paper yep. filters do work. Uh, yep. Harvest. Tell us about harvest. That was something oh, that was my exciting. Gosh. We want to yes. hear. Harvest. Um, vintage 2023 is in the books. Um, so... We had a good harvest. Uh, remember earlier in the season, we had that late uh, freeze uh, that we really it got down to 20 degrees right after, I think it was right mm-hmm. after bud break in April. And so we were really nervous if we were going to have a halfway decent harvest uh, this year. So overall, um, it, it we have a good harvest. The quality in terms of quantity, we have a good harvest. Um, our vignette is a little bit low on how much we picked because of that freeze that we had. Uh, and, but we, at least we got some, you know, mm. we were worried that we were going to lose all of our vignette, which is our white wine grape, but, um, everything came in, uh, in a nice quantity came in on time. Like we wow. typically, um, the quality of the fruit is outstanding, which is really exciting. That's so exciting. The quality of the Grenache and the Petite Syrah and the Syrah is really outstanding. So, um, you know, we're excited about this vintage. Uh, I think we'll, we won't know for three, three or four years what we really have, but, um, Everything looks good. We were not able to do a co-ferment, you know, a few years ago, and we've talked about in the past what co-ferment means. It's usually well, how we how we make a co-ferment is Syrah with our Viognier. And it only happens when the Viognier and the Syrah we can harvest at similar times. And so we weren't able to do that this year. And we don't have any late harvest, so we can't make a dessert wine like we're going to talk about today. Um, so the dessert wine we have on the market is all wow. we're going to have for quite oh, a while. Oh, bet everybody go get it. Yeah, go get and it. It's go get pretty it. Pretty awesome. But okay. I think the quality is I'd rate it a ten out of ten, and the quantity about a four out of ten um, in terms of how it compares to previous years. So we're excited wow. about it. 
That's good. Now, but quantity is still down a little bit. Yeah, quantity is down, but everything is harvested. Everything so it's is quality over yep. quantity. Yeah, exactly. And everything's in the winery. Uh, we pressed uh, yesterday with the last of our petite Syrah. And so it's settling. Um, mm. The last of our petite Syrah is settling in the winery before we oh. then put it in their final resting space spot. I want to go talk to it and say, come on, baby. Do you ever talk yeah. to the wine? You're like, <laughs> yeah. come on, you're going to do the yeah. right things for us. Yep. So- exactly. Okay, so now that you've got this, when you bottle this, fine, when it gets there, so you said right. it's going to wait three years, is the year of when you harvest it, is that what goes on the label? Or is- Good question. Everyone, a lot of people don't know that, but yes, that is the vintage date. So when you see a 19 or 2023, or in your case with that Grenache 2001, it's when those Grenache grapes were actually harvested at the winery. Okay. Um, so the so, wine is a little bit younger than what I was going like, oh my gosh, you know. Okay. So, yeah. all right. Yep. Wow. So this will be, all of our wines will have 2023 on them. Um, now, if you don't see a, a date on it, that means it's a non-vintage and so that it might be a, a blend of multiple grapes and mm-hmm. can be a blend from grapes from a previous season mixed with current 2023 or whatever it might be but um okay just like with champagne you have a non-vintage champagne um or vintage champagnes that means the dates are on them and a lot of times are those become more table wine kind of things no it's just a style you know and what what the winemaker is making and and uh, what they're sharing with you information wise okay Um, okay yeah. Then dessert wine, I do have a question on this because they tend yeah. to be sweeter, right? So there's a lot of sweet wines out there. And a lot of people, like, you know, I told you that one tasting we went to, they were like, oh, you're female, so here you are, here's your sweet wine. And I'm like, I want to go this way. You know, they just kind of go that way. So a, a sweet wine is not necessarily a dessert wine, or are they? Like, can they be the correct. same? Correct. Correct. That is correct. Sweet wines... um, it, it, that is how you make, it's the style of winemaking that the winemaker is doing. And, and so if they leave, like, as I've said in, at LDV Winery, we ferment down to zero residual sugar. So there is no longer any sugar left in our juice when we begin that winemaking process. So our doctors uh, all like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sugar so. Free. Uh, a lot of style of winemaking might want to leave some residual sugar in those grapes. So they may ferment down to 2% or 3% or whatever it might be and have a natural um, sweetness to the wine. Mm-hmm. Or they can add some kind of sweetening to mm-hmm. the wine to, to bring okay. up. We don't make those kinds of sweet wines. That doesn't make it a dessert wine because you can have a dessert wine that is dry um, or sweet, depending mm-hmm. on the, the type of dessert wine that you have. So Okay. So like a port's not always sweet to me. Depends. Correct. A port. So when you're thinking about um, a, a dessert wine, and I would say there's, uh, you know, there's maybe six or seven kinds of dessert wines that you can choose from. Um, So you've heard of ice wine. 
Yes, right? I've had, yes. So that's when, uh, like Canada makes a lot of ice wines. So it's when the, you let your grapes freeze on, on the vine at a, getting down to 20 degrees Fahrenheit and you actually harvest the frozen grapes and send it through the fermentation process and so on as they're frozen. So you, we probably would not be able to make an ice wine ever in Arizona, but um, Canada sometimes. You've got to think York, that's got to be hell to do. Oh gosh, yes, it would be hard. To go out it's, in the snow. I mean, I just know what baby I am going out in the snow and the ice right. is falling down to harvest in the oh, snow. Oh gosh, and it doesn't happen all the time. So that's why the cost of oh. ice wines are so high. Um, it's very. And you might miss that time frame to pick it, uh, and then you don't have an ice wine. Well, so, you just don't want to go out there. You say, or you don't, it or this year. It's like, to hell with it. I'm not I'm having a snow day. <laughs> yes, exactly. So ice wine yeah. is a, um, a, considered a dessert wine. And then you have fortified wines. So, and they can be both dry and sweet. And so a, a port, for example, is a fortified wine. It's only a port comes from the Douro um, region of Portugal. Mm-hmm. And th- that's when you can actually call it a port is from mm-hmm. that region. But it's a fortified wine. And um, over time, depending on how long it's aged, if it's a 10-year-old port or a tawny port, um, it just has these really rich flavors. Mm-hmm. Think of chocolate-covered cherries. Mm-hmm. A wonderful port, I think, brings out those kind of flavors, or you pair it with that kind of um, dessert would be awesome. That's what Nancy used to do, these fondues. I think we talked about this once on the show, yes. where you do chocolate sauce in the fondue pot with a little rum in it, and you dip angel food cake in there and, like, mandarin oranges and strawberries. And now I'm thinking this sounds like a good fall dessert idea, too. Right. But, um yeah, exactly. brownies, you know, like chocolate cake. Can we right. just, can that, does it have, that can be year round. Can't we take oh, yeah, 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 year yeah. round? I know we're talking fall, but honest, honestly, um, so this is good. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you've also heard of sherry, um, mm-hmm. which is another Spanish style wine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually a dessert wine made out of white grapes. Usually mm-hmm. you think of only red grapes, but, uh, and sherry, Spanish sherry has, it's, um, you fortify it with nat- natural grape spirits. So it's not fortified with another alcohol or liquor. And think of, sherry has this nutty quality to it. Mm-hmm. So if you have something toffee, like a toffee bread pudding or something like that, um, beautiful with a sherry because of those nutty notes in the sherry and the toffee and the dessert would be a perfect pair. Sherry was a big deal when we lived in England. They had sherry. Oh, sure. Yeah. They had sherry in the afternoon as part of high tea or whatever tea time. Some, some, it was usually the older ladies sitting there going, having their sherry. Tea. I'm having my sherry and I'm going, I want on the sherry side. You know, yeah. that was more fun when I was still a kid. But um in New Mexico, they because it, there's a lot of Spanish history right. in New Mexico. Um, we were at a, the end of governors, the end of the governors, and they had sherry hour, and they right. had different tastings. Some people had tea, 
and they would serve the new Mexico cookie, which is a biscochito. So it's kind of like an Italian cookie. You okay. can understand this, I... but um, it has anise in it. Oh, sure. And so it's okay. almost like a shortbread with anise. I've got the recipe. It's really good. So it goes Beautiful. well with tea and lemon. But it's better with sherry. Well, yeah, those those ladies um, who like to have their sherry in the afternoon are probably having it in, with some bread pudding or something like that. A beautiful mm-hmm. pairing, you know. And then you have Madeira. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. heard of Madeira, yes. which is comes from the, the Madeira Island off from Portugal. Now that is fortified with brandy, and um, you know when we are talking about that 2001 Grenache and the color of it. Uh, probably came from some oxidization that occurred over time. And so Madeira is oxidized and it's actually heated too as part of the winemaking process. And it creates the uh, beautiful wine that's wonderful with kind of has a dried fruit kind of flavor to Mm -hmm. it. And so if you get a fruit cake for Christmas, um, you might want to pair it with a Madeira. It, it's just a perfect pairing or some dried fruit uh, would be great with Madeira. Um, but that's mm. considered a dessert wine. I've and, had it over the holidays, I think, with fruitcake. Now that I think of it, I think that's the only time. Certainly, right. Yeah, people have that as a end of day. What would you say is the perfect dessert wine from LDV? We have what's called the epilogue. And that is the only dessert wine that we make. And we, um, it's 18% alcohol. So you, a lot of times dessert wines are higher in alcohol because of the sugar content, right? Mm. Um, and we kept, I think it was 3%, no, 6% residual sugar, I believe, on that. Um, and we picked that. It's 100% Petit Syrah, which is unusual to do a dessert wine out of. And so we let the... The Petit Syrah hang out in the vineyard until we had about 27 bricks, which is, um, we typically pick Petit Syrah at 25 or so bricks, mm-hmm. which is the measure of the sugar in the, in the grapes. So we let it sit out there. We, you, we fermented it just like we would ferment a, a Petit Syrah, um, but it was at higher bricks, at 4%. I think we got it down to 4%. I said six earlier. And, um, it just, and then we aged it almost four or five years, I think. Um, we settled that wine. The, the, <laughs> it's going to be the, the new term on this show forever now. <laughs> so we settled it because we wanted about 12% alcohol at that time. And then we fortified it and we fortified it with grape spirits. Uh, which is the only way in Arizona that we're able to fortify. We can't fortify with brandy or anything like mm. that. It's illegal. So um, it is. Oh, then I think you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to get in trouble. Are you well, going to visit me in federal prison? <laughs> no, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. I'll bring you fruitcake. No, and I'll, I'll soak it for you. Yeah. <laughs> However, that those grape spirits that we fortify it with, it's 195 proof. Know, percent alcohol. Are you so, kidding me? No, it's very high alcohol, and um, you know how they do that. How do they fortify? And I've, I'm sure you've, you you know this, but it's uh, just really concentrating mm-hmm. the the distilling down the grape juice till it is just clear alcohol. Um, 
and that's how you're able to get it that high. So it doesn't add any flavor or color to the petite sirah in this case, our epilogue, um, but it does add the zing. So this is the kind of wine that you sip. It's not a guzzler. Um, And you sip it. You're having a great time. The noise level goes high. You're getting very animated until you try to stand up. And then you go, whoa, that. Who knew? Yeah. That epilogue kicked in. <laughs> yeah. It's the epilogue. It's, it's a good wine for dating. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, well, we call it the baby maker. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was, I was getting close, but I was going to say, yeah, that's the kind of wine that if you give Nancy and I will do anything. <laughs> yeah. You'll be dancing on the tables. Um, you, but you know that a good Seinfeld time. episode where you give Elaine anything and she'll tell all the, sti- all the, all secrets. the stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You give her some wine and off she goes. This is the wine to open up the vault. You yeah, know, the secrets <laughs> come out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, but this is supposed to be the fun thing, you know? Right. Right. What, but so- it's a wonderful wine. It's one of my favorites, but, um, Unfortunately, we just can't make it very often because of, mm-hmm. you know, the grapes have to be at a perfect time and a perfect mm-hmm. place for us to make that. Well, a lot of people I know don't, you know, they'll have a, they'll keep that bottle around for a little while, right? Yeah, so, it's an ageable. Yep. Okay. So if you've opened it. Right. How, like, and it's a dessert wine. What do you, yeah, once you open it, she just finished. Because normally the bottles are even smaller depending, right? Correct. They're smaller because of the higher alcohol content on them. Okay. No, you need to drink it like everything else. You need to drink okay. those wines. <laughs> right. I just, can hear Nancy upstairs going, drink it, drink it. Yeah, okay. just drink it, you know. Okay. Um, it, it'll start, um, you know, like I've said in the past, put the cork back in it as best you can and then put it in the refrigerator um, as soon as you open it or after you're done for the evening and co- come back to it the next night and let it come mm. to room temperature or to the right temperature after you pull it out of the refrigerator mm. and let it breathe. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, drink your wine. Uh, I mean, we do. I, you yeah. know, we, we, we've getting quite a collection of wine corks, uh, oh. bottle stoppers. I mean, wine, what you, you know, the oh, to protect it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, people keep giving them to us. I don't know if they just, they know or something. And I don't know if it's a nudge to Nancy and I to stop drinking so much wine, but it's not going to happen. But we yeah. have a collection. So when we come see you, we'll uh-huh. do a tasting. I need to take a photo of LDZ wine with our collection. Very good. Yes, <laughs> I like yes, this. Yes. Yep. Put I a like cork this. in it. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what Nancy keeps telling me. Um, <laughs> so. Some tips. I know we've got a great write-up from Peggy, everyone. Right. That you'll have the link up on the site on blendradioandtv.com. But the links are all in the show notes. Also, the links to ldvwinery.com. Um, so you talk right. about w- some tips on how to choose what. Yeah. Okay. Overall, the general rule, the um, wine should be sweeter than the food you're going to pair it with. So, okay. uh, you know... We've always talked about balancing the mm-hmm. wine with the food that you're going to have. But um, in this case, you don't want a really sweet wine um, with a really sweet mm. dessert. So kind of think about that before. And and all of the different kinds of dessert wines, um, you can kind of get a feel for how much sugar 
is in those and and your wine expert at the store will be able to help you if you mm. if you know what the dessert is you want to serve what the best dessert wine would be with it but um again acidity balancing the acidity uh is also very important you want enough acidity to with a sweetness because you need that acidity in the wine to um cut through some of the mm-hmm. sweetness but uh so, I mean, when you're thinking about fall, there's all kinds of wonderful uh, things that you make. I mean, our pear and apple trees are just, uh, we should be picking a lot of apples and pears coming here. And I have a lot of fun making all kinds of um, fall desserts with them. Apple pie is like one of the, so, yeah, I mean, because we're even thinking this is going to be perfect for Thanksgiving time, Correct. you know, going into Christmas and, and all of that, but um, epilogue, what would you pair epilogue with? Epilogue is a chocolate, you know, so a, Yay, a dark I'm, chocolate. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. It's dessert by itself, too, uh, mm-hmm. all by itself. It just makes an, a wonderful after-dinner kind of um, mm-hmm. enjoyment by itself. But I know people do a lot of pumpkin pie, too, at this time pumpkin of year. Pumpkin pie. Okay, that's perfect. Um, you want a late harvest wine. We didn't talk about late mm. harvest, but that is a type of dessert wine, and you you would actually see it um, called a late harvest Zinfandel or a late harvest whatever it might be. Okay. It, it can be made out of different kinds of grapes. But it's basically when the, the vintner leaves the grapes on the vine as long as they can, and it begins to create, uh, concentrates the sugars basically mm. in those grapes. Um, and in, it usually occurs in cooler temperature wine growing regions. Um, and, you know, the, the grapes begin to create a noble, it's called noble rot. When the grapes mm-hmm. uh, get botrytis, uh, which is a fungus on the grapes because they, it weakens the skin, but you makes it, it kind of begins to causes some dehydration of the grapes, mm-hmm. and uh, so you might have heard of French sauternes are uh, mm-hmm. a type of also dessert wine that's wonderful, perfect pairing for apple pie. Mm. So is a, a French sauterne which comes out of the Bordeaux region of France, and it's it's high acid. Um, and so it really creates this fruity, honey kind of notes to it that Ooh, just, I like that. And just perfect with apple pie, which has, uh, apples have a natural acidity to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, perfect pairing. Sauterne with, um, with apple pie. And I would um, think cheese can get put in this, like a cheese board too, with mm-hmm. a dessert wine. I mean, that's what, you know, dessert time would come around in a in a restaurant. I'd always go like, I want the cheese board and and like a wine. Like when right. you're talking about the honey notes, to me that goes right. to cheese for me. Like right boom. with a yes, absolutely, it'd be beautiful with fruit and cheese. You know, on your mm-hmm. on your board. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember, we've talked about creating a, a charcuterie board, and that's a little bit different than if you're trying to create a dessert board to go a cheese right. board to go with a dessert wine. Because you'd mm. probably have more dried fruit on it, you would not have um, uh, charcuterie, the 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 meats the meat. on on the on the board. You'd have dried fruits. You'd have maybe a l- little Ooh, bit. Of, that sounds um, good, though. Yeah, 
berry Ooh, jam. Uh huh. You Ooh. could have some dark chocolate, um, but a sauterne or a, a sherry or even a late harvest, depending on what you put on that board, would be Ooh. great. Yeah. This is sounding fun. Okay. So I know we're talking about desserts, but I think I've told you this before, but when we first got back to the States and we had our first Thanksgiving, I went into shock about what was being served and they had the yam thing right, with, with marshmallows, marshmallows and I thought it was cheese. Yeah. And I had a really, I mean, because at first I thought, well, why are they putting melted cheese with this? Doesn't make sense. But I thought I'll eat anything with cheese. I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll do anything for cheese and wine, period. Uh-huh. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, whatever is going on, at least I got the cheese and it turned out to be marshmallows. And I, I just, it was one of those faces of shock that you're not supposed to do in public. And right. I did. It was embarrassing, but I still don't understand why this is happening. The right. green bean salad, I'm still trying to understand that, but that's okay. Um, but right. please don't use canned beans. Don't do it. Stop it. Don't do it. (laughs) Stop it. it. Don't do it. But the, and don't use the canned red cranberry thing with the ridges on it. No. Right. Um, anyway, sorry. Just saying, but this stuff, what would you do? How do people pair wine with that? I mean, and why are we doing that? Right. Right. No. (laughs) And I have to do it on my Thanksgiving table because that's tradition, but Mm -hmm. I make it from, uh, you know, fresh, yams and and uh, I do put the marshmallows on it it's just I don't eat that but my family <laughs> do. members they like it they, they like it, it they like it I'm not knocking it I'm just saying yep. for me it's you just can't uh, have Thanksgiving without it I do a wonderful fresh cranberry salsa which I like Ooh. better than that canned stuff but I always have to serve the canned stuff too because people have it's a tradition it's a tradition and people and, do like canned green beans Yep. yep. There's something, you know what, and, and nobody, and if it's tradition and it's something that people wait for all year, I say have at it, man. And it's, have it's, got, it. it's like yep. everybody's got their own taste of wine, their own taste right. of music. So I'm not knocking it. But right. how do you pair wine to something like that? That's got to be the weirdest, hardest thing to do. Correct. It is. Well, Thanksgiving is because there's so many different flavors on the Thanksgiving table from a beautiful roast turkey potentially with stuffing and who knows how the stuffing is made um, because you can make it so many different ways. And then all of those widoms that Mm -hmm. from the yams to the mashed potatoes and gravy and green bean casserole and so on. So I always say pick a, you can do a sparkling um, Mm. with, with Thanksgiving, like a sparkling rosé potentially or, um, Something with a little bit of residual sugar, so not a totally dry uh, um, sparkling wine would be beautiful. Like there's a, a lot of times there's a out of Northern California, a sparkling Pinot Noir that comes out right around Thanksgiving. Ooh. That would be beautiful mm. with Thanksgiving dinner because it can navigate all those different flavors. So would a Pinot Noir. So like a <laughs> um, a Pinot Noir, not necessarily a French um uh, Burgundy Pinot Noir, but a, you know, a Northwest or California Pinot Noir that ha- is a little bit hardier, um, has a little bit of smokiness to it, can Ooh. also navigate all of those various flavors. Um, those would be my two. I'm thirsty. Or a Grenache, you know, like that mm. Grenache. 
uh, that you mm-hmm. had a Grenache, like our, um, our yeah. Grenache would be beautiful with Thanksgiving dinner because it can navigate those different flavors because it's a little bit bolder, uh, fuller bodied. Can you believe we're just talking about Thanksgiving right now? I know. Where'd the year go? <laughs> but you know, people do plan their Thanksgiving early. They do. You know, they it's, do. A, it's a smart thing to do because things go, you know, interesting yep. and, you know, in yep. Thanksgiving, but, um, I've, al- I've already had the family zoom calls and the chats on who's hosting Thanksgiving this year and, and where we're and going and all that. Kind who's of stuff. cooking and who's, who's yep. doing it. Yep. And who's bringing this and yep. Yep. I yeah. think it's fun. It is. Honestly, it is. it's, it it's is all- part of it. And don't get stressed out. Just drink wine and put on music. Right. And as I always say, you know, they don't know what you're missing from. So don't tell them if you don't get it all done. (laughs) And Oh, and the other part I wanted to bring up, too, we're talking about um, dessert. So we've got the wines. We've got the food. We got, you know, I'm I'm in for the epilogue. Number one, if anyone's arguing in the family, give them some epilogue. There you go. Things (laughs) will smooth over. Yeah, yep. that's it. Just everybody leave after that. Um, you know, have that part and everybody leave happy and smiling, right? Uh-huh. Um, dessert and wine, musical choice. What would be yours? So you've got um, chocolate, you've got epilogue. Okay. I want a chocolate lava cake. Like oh, that. yeah. Dark chocolate or a dark chocolate souffle. And I think, oh, dark chocolate souffle would be beautiful. Uh, and I think I, I don't know if I shared my recipe for a flourless chocolate tort with ganache frosting Ooh. on it that goes beautiful with um a petite syrah you know Ooh. it's made for our petite syrah but yeah that's beautiful you know i would choose a bluesy kind of music to go but you with. said about epilogue though my mind went to barry white yeah that, okay or yeah. Saft, or yeah. Saft. <laughs> Yep, that would do it. Yep. It we're in that, that that dance yeah. on the table kind of our baby making mood. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you can't be too quiet and too respectful. It's got to uh-uh. have a little spice to yeah. it is basically yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I love exactly. this. Well, this, this is a perfect way to close the show today. We're settling and then getting completely unsettled. That's yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then resettled again. All right. So, you know, Perfect. it's funny because just before this, I did an interview uh, that detoured into history and the history of smoking. Um, oh. So, you know, at the end of it all, everybody, <laughs> listen yeah. to that interview. Oh, how funny. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Go to ldvwinery.com. Oh, online shipping. Yes. Is we sh- is- October mm-hmm. is October. Oh. We can ship. You know, the temperatures uh, were, are below the three digits, so um, we're getting to a point where we're able to ship in October. So please get online yeah. and order some wine. We have some new yeah. ones coming out in October, too. So yeah, Okay, awesome. And and don't wait until the day before Thanksgiving. Like Correct, correct. Do yep. not wait. Um, isn't there like a line, a cutoff date for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New yeah. Year's? Give yourself a week beforehand. And remember, don't just buy one bottle to serve at Thanksgiving. Oh. You know, what? get several bottles of the wine uh, so that everyone can enjoy a couple glasses of that wine during dinner or after dinner. So don't mm-hmm. uh, don't chintz on the number of bottles you buy. You shouldn't because everybody needs the warm up glass. Then yes. there's, the, there's the settling in. Okay. Yes, exactly. Got the jitters off of seeing so and so again, or maybe it's like yippee excited, 
And then yeah. you sit down at the table and then I'm going to say three. I know the doctor's not listening, but yeah. three, because then you need to settle into that conversation and go, I got my wine. I can do it. I can right. make this happen and we have a good time. The right. third one, maybe is the dessert wine. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that might be the fourth. Uh oh. I might have to have my own case by the time yeah, it's so- <laughs> starting to sound good to me. Hopefully you, you take know. a nap on the couch during the football game. Then there's wine for the na- the, the leftovers. So right. I don't believe in this leftovers not having wine and making that another like fun meal. I'm just saying, right. Right. I, you know, but you know, I like sandwiches too. So there you go. Yeah. So everyone, uh, ldvwinery.com. The links are in the show notes, uh, Peggy's links, and then whatever recipes I know, you know, we've got so many recipes from uh, Peggy and also her tips on charcuterie boards. I'm going to link that in there too, so that um, everyone has it for, because it's that season. So we'll, we'll get that out to everyone. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you listeners as always.